Welcome to Speaking of the Enneagram with Jackie Brewster and Eve Nunziato. In this podcast series, they will walk you through unpacking your own personality as you engage in self-awareness and behavioral patterns while helping you to uncover and discover different parts of why you do the things you do through the Enneagram. Now enjoy this raw, real, and intriguing adventure exploring all things Enneagram with your hosts, Jackie and Eve. Welcome, friends. We're so excited to have you join us. I am your co-host, Eve, and I am joined with the wonderful and beautiful Jackie. How are you, Jackie? Great. How you doing, Eve? I'm doing great. Thanksgiving is over. What a blast. Looked a little differently than usual, but still wonderful. I know that things looked a little differently for you guys, too. Your sweet family had COVID, sadly. Would love to have an update, Jackie, on how you guys are doing and feeling right now. Yes, we did. We all came down with it. Minus Steven. We are all better. Thank God we are all better. It still takes a toll on you. Like your energy level is just quite not where it used to be. Or you get into a coughing attack that you're like, where did that come from? But otherwise, we're all doing really well. And like you, Thanksgiving looked a whole lot different for our family this year. But so much to be thankful for nonetheless. We're glad that you guys are all on the mend. And as the producer slash editor of this podcast, I like to note that we are recording via Zoom. So we're socially distanced. The audio is not going to be quite as clear because I'm very particular about the audio, but we're being safe, right, Jackie? That's right. That's right. We're going to do the best we can with what we have, right? We have two more episodes before we break for the holiday, and then we will come back for our second season in January. More about that later. But in the meantime, I'm actually excited about this episode because we're going to talk about some holiday gifts, what each number would prefer in their stocking and under the tree this year. And then we're going to talk a little bit about how we can avoid some holiday pressures because we understand that for some of us, this is the most wonderful time of the year, but for others, this season might activate some pain. You might feel lonely, or you might be like many of us and have a lot of mixed emotions about this season. There's some joy, yet there's some loss. There's some grief, yet there's a lot of beauty and wonder. So we're going to talk about how each number can handle some of these holiday pressures, right, Jackie? Yes. Let's begin though with the fun stuff. I want to know, because I'm taking notes as always, what I can get for each person in my family for each number, because I suspect nine different personalities, they want nine different gifts. Yes, I think it's so fun. I've asked a lot of questions around these gifts. I am hoping that we nail it. If we don't nail it, please DM me on my socials at Enneagram with JB or at Even Uns, if you can spell that one. If you don't follow us on socials, go find us on socials. We love to interact with our people. And so it's so much fun. So if we don't nail this gift giving list, then we'd love to hear from you guys because we're always looking to grow in the awareness around the Enneagram numbers. Oh, and by the way, Jackie, I love how you always talk about how this is a spectrum. You give us information about each personality, but there's a spectrum for all of us. So some of it you're going to nail and some of it might not really pertain to us. Yes. Thank you for saying that. I get a lot of things lately around the four. People are like, I don't agree. I don't, you know, and I'm like, okay, I love that you don't agree. That's totally okay. Because there is a spectrum. Not all of us are going to feel the same. I'm a seven and I'm not going to jump out of planes. Although there's lots of sevens that will jump out of planes. It just doesn't mean that we're all the same. We're not cookie cutters. 
Right. And we all have subtypes and we can talk about that on another episode, but that comes into play as well. So that just allows all of us a little disclaimer as you get into gifts, but I can't wait to hear it. Let's go. Yeah. So as an Enneagram one, I think that a practical gift is such a good way to go, right? They have a list. This is the things that they're looking for or the things that they'd like to have. The other thing I've learned about ones though, is that they like to be surprised. They'd like a gift that maybe they wouldn't spend the money on for themselves or something that is just kind of out of the box thinking for them, but they'll so appreciate it. So again, a practical gift, even in that way. So maybe a pair of boots that they wouldn't necessarily buy themselves, or maybe it's a piece of jewelry that they have eyed, but they just would never buy themselves. Something practical, but special as well. Now, a two, I get all kinds of different feedback for twos. You know, some of my twos love candles and other people are like, don't give me a candle. You better know me better than that as a two, (laughs) which I love to hear that feedback. But cozy pajamas, a leather bound journal, you know, pieces that they've noticed or looked at or shopped around throughout the past couple months and maybe they've pointed to or sent you. Those are the items that they're really hoping you pick up on. They want you to notice what they like. Okay. Thoughtful is what I'm hearing you say. Yes, a thoughtful gift that reflects who they are, not who you are. Maybe I should say that again across the board. When we give gifts, we need to think about the person receiving the gifts, not us as the gift giver of what we would want. Because <laughs> Jackie, I'm laughing because I spent many years picking out things that I love to give to people, but I have several people in my inner circle who have gifts, number one love language. I learned, no, you get what they want. So if you love ankle bracelets, don't try to give an ankle bracelet to someone that doesn't. So I had to learn that lesson. Now I think I've got it down. But I'm again, I'm taking notes because I don't want to make mistakes here. I think that that's so good. I think I've learned the same lesson all of us have along the way, right? What do, what do people want? A three, they want something tech savvy or a trending hat or a piece of clothing or a pair of shoes, something that's trending right now. They want people to notice them. And so they want to look good. And so that's really important for them, for them to have something that's just different, new, interesting, that's what they're looking for. Now, a four, again, this is wide spectrum with fours. Um, There's certain people that want fun pajamas. They want a favorite board game. Maybe it's makeup or something that they wouldn't buy themselves. You know, I've got also some other fours that they want something that's a of personal significance to them, something that really means something, maybe something that's reminiscent of a holiday tradition or reminiscent of their past, you know, their childhood. Maybe it's an Aerosmith t-shirt or something like that, but something that uh, is unique to them and what they want and what they care about. So this is a really good time to really think through like, what does my four spouse, my four child, my four sister, brother, or friend care about and really kind of lean in that way? For a five, Evie, you can, you can tell me I'm wrong, but gift cards, gift cards, gift cards, gift cards is what I hear from fives. They want to buy their own gifts. Right. Or if you're like my son, Gentry, and me, what we like to buy our five is something that he really needs that he won't spend the money on. For instance, We are so tired of him wearing his bubble athletic jackets with his really nice suits. So we're already picking out a really beautiful pea coat or something he can wear because we know he won't buy it himself. And 
with gift cards. So in the pockets, we'll have gift cards stuffed in there so he can get all the practical things that he wants and he can gather as many resources that he wants. That is so fun. I have a son that is a five. And so for him, a lot of his gifts have gift cards attached. So it's a little something with a gift card attached. I do that kind of thing too. So he likes to have that ability to go buy his own stuff. When he was little, he used to take the stuff back to the store and buy what he wanted. And so I've learned like, what's the point? He's just going to take it back. I just need to give him what he wants or gift cards. Get him a box of all his favorite things too. Tell me about that because I always thought this was brilliant. Yeah. So several years ago, I was like, this kid just likes food. So Every year for Christmas, he gets a box and it's a big box and I fill it with all of his favorite foods and snacks. It is junk, but it's his junk. He doesn't have to ask for it. Now he is 18. So that's a little bit different than giving it to a you know five-year-old and it is his favorite gift. It's on his list. He doesn't care about anything else this year, but he would like his box of food, please. Timeless. I think it's fantastic for any age. Don't think I'm not going to put a box of Charlie's favorite things under the tree this year and steal that idea. Brilliant. I think it's so much fun. Now, as a six, I am raising a six daughter. You're raising a six son, Eve. And it's so interesting when we talk about what they want. So Ashlyn does not want gift cards. She doesn't want money. She wants me to go and buy her things that maybe she showed me or she's picked out. She's very particular. So I'm a sale shopper. I like to go and buy things on sale and I like them to be on sale and sale again. That's what I really, really like. She is not. So I'm like, we walk into a store and I go to the back to look at the sale racks. And she's like, so when can we go to the front and look at the stuff in the front? And I'm like, what are you talking about? We don't shop like that. (laughs) And so for her, she doesn't need a lot of things, but she wants the pieces of clothing that she's picked out or a pair of shoes or, or that item that she really cares about. She's a little like her dad. She's a little bit tech savvy. So there's certain things that she wants, but she's very particular about her items. And so I'm really mindful of what she's picking out because I will get her things and she'll be really kind because she loves me. But then the next year they're in the Goodwill pile and I'm like, oh my gosh. Same, same. So my son has a champagne lifestyle. He likes quality over quantity. And today it's not even December yet. And he's finished because he picked out all the suits and the ties that he wanted. And I have already ordered all of them. We had to go get them measured to fit him perfectly. And he is finished. So I can completely understand when you say they want really nice things. It doesn't have to be a lot. They're very appreciative and thankful humans. And they have that beautiful personality. But he knows what he wants. He wants it to be nice. And check it off the list. Yes. So when we talk about the sevens, sevens like lots of things. And so they they could be happy with a lot of different things. It could be an experience. It could be a new purse or shoes or scarf or hat. Really a lot of things. Ashlyn, for my birthday, which is in July, she gave me a beanie that's leopard print with a big pom-pom on the top of it. And I cannot wait. Today in Nashville, it's supposed to snow. I cannot wait to put that thing on. So it's about fun and and being interested in what I'm interested. So I like leopard print stuff. I like maybe a little flashy. Like I like my slippers to have some sparkle to them. A little bling bling. (laughs) Yeah, please. Jeweled. (laughs) Yes, that's what I want. So yeah, so things like that. Again, pay attention to what they care about and really look to that. 
I have found for my sevens, because they love experience, maybe a membership to the zoo or a membership to the art museum or some tickets to the performing arts center or something they can enjoy all year long. They can go, they can have fun. I found they are great gifts for the sevens in my life. Yes. I think that that's a good idea. So as we look at the eight, what do they want? Well, I think we should just ask Eve, what as an eight do you want? What is important to you as an eight? I don't know if all eights can relate to this because again, we're talking about a spectrum, but I like to control my gifts because I don't like to A, waste anything. I have this thing about wastefulness and I don't like to particularly waste money. So I will send the link. I'll send a picture. I'll even go out and get it myself give it to you to wrap and put under the tree because I love practical items. And then I also like maybe one item that's not practical, but it's just a little pricey and I don't feel good about buying it myself. I'm not going to go get myself a $50 candle, but I might ask Charlie, Hey, can you get me this $50 candle for Christmas? And then I have no guilt, but I know what I want. I have the scent already picked out and I don't need to be surprised. I'm not a gifts person. You can never surprise me and I'm fine because if not, I'm probably going to return it. I hate to say and get something (laughs) that I want. That is amazing. I think it's so funny. So I have an eight daughter and she doesn't uh, like to be surprised. She's my snooper. She and my five, my five son, both of them snoop. The other two don't, but those are my little snoopers. So their presents are wrapped. I am as a seven, very proud of myself. Like I am almost a hundred percent finished shopping for this holiday season. I am not surprised to hear that at all. Way to go, Jackie. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I'm winning in all the all the right areas of my life. Not really. Okay, so as we look at the nine, what do they want? You know, when I think about a nine, they want peace and tranquility in their environments. And so what does that look like? You know, cozy blanket, maybe it is a warm pair of slippers. Maybe it is a book that they really, you know, from their favorite author. Maybe it is just a coupon. <laughs> maybe, you know, it's a mom with a lot of little people, a coupon for them to have an afternoon that's theirs that you know, you as a husband, take the children and let them have it. They do love to have their family together. They do love to see everybody enjoying and having fun and in the same space. But as far as what they personally want, it's about comfort and about just really finding that peace. And so it could be a massage that you give, which interesting fact for me as a seven, I do not like massages. I can't settle and I can't uh, relax. So the whole time I'm like, how much longer? How much longer? How much longer? And so, but I don't think a nine feels like that. I think that they're actually able to relax in that peaceful environment. It's just a little too quiet for me as a seven. That's great. Well, that's good to know. And you mentioned nines, maybe like their favorite book. Maybe go get them the first edition, something hmm. fun. Maybe find it on eBay. That might be a fun gift. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. Okay, well, we are going to come back after this quick break, and we're going to talk about how each number can specifically handle some of the holiday pressures. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Hearing God Speak, a 52-week Enneagram devotional, is now available. Take this extraordinary journey with authors Eve Nunziato and Jackie Brewster as they combine the Enneagram system with biblical truth. This interactive year-long devotional will help you better understand yourself and other people while guiding you toward a deeper relationship with Christ. 
This weekly interactive guide allows you to explore how your Heavenly Father is speaking to you as you listen to Him in your Enneagram language, while you learn to identify patterns of behavior that drive your decisions and uncover your deepest thoughts, unconscious motivations, and personality traits. Each weekly devotion includes a Bible verse with a scripture reflection and an awareness tailored to all nine Enneagram numbers, as well as generous journaling space. Order a copy for yourself and as a gift for your friends and family, as this beautifully designed, full-color, hardcover devotional is available now at Amazon, Target, Walmart, Barnes & Noble, and Books A Million. Or simply head to HearingGodSpeakDevo.com and order your copy. Again, that's HearingGodSpeakDevo.com and enter into this extraordinary journey of discovering and uncovering the Word of God in your Enneagram language with Hearing God Speak. All right, Jackie, we are ready to dive into this topic of some holiday pressure. We talked about earlier that sometimes for this time of year, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And then sometimes it activates maybe some loneliness or sadness or some depression. We're going to talk about how each number can handle the pressures of the holidays best. Yeah. So I like to call this maybe the, like the Enneagram survival guide for 2020 holiday season. And just like you said, this is such a difficult season for so many people. And, you know, I don't know about you, Eve, but my family usually goes home for Christmas. We usually go to see my mom and my nieces and nephews and my sisters and brothers and all that kind of stuff. And it's just not going to happen this year. Now we did get COVID and so we could go, but for a lot of different reasons, we've just decided to stay home. But we do miss out on so many of the holiday traditions. And so how do we make those new traditions in our home? How do we improvise this year, right? I was just going to say, if ever we needed a survival guide, this is the year for it, Jackie. Yes, I agree with you. So as we look at the one, the one personality, you know, I think that it's going to be really difficult this season for you because there is a right and wrong way to do this. You know, there is, you know, an appropriate way and a not appropriate way. There is whether, you know, where you live, I think really depends on on how things are flowing right now. If you're in New York City, there's a lot of shutdowns happening. We're in Tennessee where there's not a lot of shutdowns necessarily happening, but we're starting to see that with the school system and stuff. And so you're kind of like on edge. So I really think it's it's taking into account like what is acceptable, what is right, and what are the guidelines for your environment? What does it look like to have people in and out? Now, this is a huge thing, I think, this season too, for people to remember that there's quarantines happening. So if you're in the South and you have family members in the North and they are saying like, hey, I can't come, to be understanding and mindful of this, I think is going to be really important because they can't come. Because if they come to you, that means when they go back, they have to quarantine for a certain number of days before they can go back to work. There's a lot of things at play right now. And so for uh, you know, for one, I think the struggle is like, not getting angry with people because they're, they're doing it how they need to do it for their family, but also having a lot of empathy and compassion for yourself of like, I am so frustrated right now. Why can't people just do what they say? Or why can't we hold this? Or what, you know, what is the hold up with what's happening? So I think empathy and compassion for yourself, slowing down, taking in the whole scene, what is happening, what is important, what, you know, what matters to you. I do think it's really important for one to set an agenda. What do you want this season to look like? And I think that even I've talked about this probably on the podcast. If not, we definitely talked about it in person. But if you want to hit the target, you have to know what the target is. 
So if you want to have a joy-filled holiday season, then what does that look like? So what does a joy-filled holiday season in the year 2020 look like for all of us? And I think this is a great question for all nine types to think through and put a big bullseye with what this looks like for our family. And so even if you did it with a circle and here's the middle of the circle and here's the ideas of what we really feel like joy looks like in this season. And here's the, you know, the circles around it. Here are the ways we're going to get there for our family. So I think for a one, having an agenda, having a way for you to experience the holidays is going to be important. And for you to be able to have some control in that of what that looks like. I can so relate to that because oftentimes as an eight, I can really relate to ones and I love having an agenda, having a calendar. I think that will help me maybe glean some of that peace and calm needed during the season. I think it's important. I think those holiday traditions that maybe don't look the same, you know, what can they look like? And so if you had people over and you guys decorated gingerbread houses, well, maybe it can't look like that, but maybe you guys can all do it on Zoom. Maybe there's another way to do it. So as a two, I think it's so important for this season for you to be able to say what you need, okay? So this is a very interesting season. My mom is a two. Eve's mom was a two. And so, you know, for the feels of those moms that we have, you know, of what they need and they they want connection and they want to see their grandbabies or they want to see their children or they want to see their friends, I think it's really important for us to be mindful of the relational part of a two. But as a two, I also think that it's important for you to be able to say what you need to your friends. And so if you need connection for you to say, hey, in this season that we're in, we can't get together like we normally did. You know, we can't do a Christmas gift exchange like we normally did, but can we do, you know, a 5 p.m. happy hour? Can we all get on and have our holiday treat, whatever it is, and and all share something? Maybe it's maybe it's a gift of sharing in this season instead of actually gift giving. But what does that look like? So I think it's really, really important for you as a two to be able to say what you need without feeling guilt for having a need. And this is going to be hard for you, but I think it's important. And I think that it actually allows people into your vulnerability, which allows people to love you well. And I think you will feel well-loved and supported if you are willing to be vulnerable in this way. I love that, Jackie. So if you have any twos in your life, maybe ask them, how are you? How are you doing? What do you need from me this holiday season? That might really help them open up and feel better about it. Yes. So as we look at the three, you know, I think the three, it's so much about processes, right? It's so much about projects. It's so much about achieving and getting things done. And I don't know if you love the holiday season as the three, like I'm married to a three. And, you know, one of the things I thought was so interesting, I'm sick with COVID. So I was laying in bed, this is before Thanksgiving, and I opened the blinds and they're out there putting blowups up in our front yard. And so you know, I would put all the classical nice pieces with like, you know, the deer, all the pretty things. No, he gets like these humongous blow ups for our front yard. But this is like his tradition with our kids. So he takes them out and he every year they buy a new blow up. And this is something he does with our children. But he's had to learn to be intentional with our kids. He's had to learn to be intentional with our family and to enjoy the holiday. So it's not about the process of it. It's not about the projects that have to happen, but it's about being present with our family. And it's not an easy thing for him. You know, he really has to put his phone down. He really has to pay attention and and be mindful of what we're all saying to him. Like, hey, we need you to watch this Christmas movie with us. I need you to stay awake when we watch the Christmas movie, <laughs> which, <laughs> you know, for him, sometimes he stops, his body stops and he's like sleeping. But I think it's really important for threes to be present with your people this holiday season. 
Oh, that's really good. Present with your people. I think we can all hear that, Jackie. One of the things I noticed too about the threes in my inner circle is they love to schedule things. They're super organized. So maybe if you're a three out there, you can maybe schedule some of these fun traditions or some new traditions or some intentionality into your calendar. That is so fabulous. What a great idea, Eve. I think you're right on. What an important part of a three. I'm so glad you brought that up because it is about getting on their calendar ahead of time. If they know what's expected of them, they can show up, but they don't like to be interrupted. So if they're in the middle of doing a project and you want them to be people focused, they're going to be frustrated. But if they know ahead of time, I need to wrap this up by four because at six o'clock we're doing this with the family, they're much more likely to be able to engage with the people instead of being focused on the projects. Got it. So great idea. Great, great idea. Okay. So as we look at the four, you know, I, I have a lot of different four clients and I've got fours in my family and there's such a spectrum when it comes to the fours, how they engage. And so some fours, they don't like big crowds of people. They don't like all the chaos. They don't want to go shopping and in the hustle and bustle. They don't like all the commercializing of the holiday. They don't like that stuff. Then there's a whole different group of people same number that love all the crazy and they're going to dress up in their elf gear and they're going to, you know, sing jingles in the store with their friends. It's so interesting to see, but it's all the same number. And so it's okay. It's just what you need and how you want to show up. What I want to say to you as a four is be authentically yourself. Don't look to the right and to the left. Don't measure yourself according to the right and to the left. Be authentically yourself, which you typically are. But there's times that you can just get caught up in like, what are other people thinking about me? And you might not realize that, but oftentimes it's masked with anger and frustration. And so if you feel yourself a little bit prickly this holiday season, you could ask yourself like, why do I feel like this? How can I gauge a different way? How can I be my true self showing up into the environment? How can I engage over the holidays with my family during this season uh, and be my true self, you know? So I think it's really important for you to show up as you are, you know, if you're silly, be silly. If you're serious, be serious. If you want to talk politics, find the person at the, at the table that wants to talk about it with you. It's probably not the seven. It's <laughs> so great because we may or may not understand the pressure we're under. We might be feeling it and really not even be able to name it or be self-aware of it. So I love what you're saying about the four. Just try to realize you might be feeling a little more pressure than normal. So just embrace yourself. And I love that. I think it's so important for fours to just love themselves, you know, and really, really allow all of us to see the goodness in you. As a five, this is so funny, but I think it's so true. I think that fives need to have an exit strategy in all things. So over the holidays, if you're married to a five, if you are a five, if you have a child that presents themselves as a five, I think it's really important to have the conversation ahead of time. What does the exit strategy look like? So if you're having people at your house and you know, you're having dinner that they know like, hey, after dessert is served, if you get up it's totally okay. Like you can get up after dessert is served. You know, when everybody's going to play this, this holiday game, you don't have to be a part of it. So there's just different things that they need to know. And you need to know if you're on the other side of it, that when they leave the table, it doesn't mean that they're mad, that they just need, they need some space, you know, like Charlie might need to go feed the chickens and other people might not understand that. But if you know what's happening, it gives you an opportunity to allow him space to be who he is without trying to make him conform to what the social norm is for that environment. This is so hard for me. This is now the confessions by Eve segment. 
I have worked on this and worked on this and worked on this. And it is still so difficult because I want him by my side at all times. So this past week, Thanksgiving week, we had a house full. There were eight of us and we did play games and we did go on walks. And I sometimes was like, we're going to go play this game. You can go out and increase your garden, which is what he did and paint the fence which is what he did. But then how about you come on the walk with me and the family or come and look at all of the lights and drive around with us. And he was like, great. So I tried to be very mindful, but Jackie, I don't know if it's an eight or just an Eve thing. I really wanted him to participate 24 seven and be in every conversation and watch every movie and do every activity, but it's just not going to happen. So although it's difficult You have to be mindful and I've worked on it and worked on it, but honestly, I'm not always happy about it. I hope it's okay admitting that. I think it's great to admit, like, like you said, I'm, you know, I've got Isaiah who's 18 and there's conversations that I have with him. I need you to come downstairs and be present. Your grandparents are coming over for dinner and I need you to be a part of it. And he's like, okay, what does that look like? How long do I have to stay? And it doesn't mean he doesn't want to be with his grandparents. He totally does. But he just likes his own space. But when I do communicate it ahead of time, just like you did, there is an understanding of like, here is your escape plan. This is what you can do. And this is what you can't do. And that's different for a child than it is a spouse, obviously. And as a five, I think that for you to have an understanding around yourself of that, you need that time alone. There's nothing wrong with you. So if you have a very overwhelming family, like our family is loud. Poor Isaiah. Like it is loud over here. He needs to exit and it's okay. You know, for us, we did a lot of counseling. We did family counseling when the kids were little. We had a great therapist, but she helped us really understand that we had two introverted children. And so the way that we went about the world, Steve and I are extroverts. We love to have a full house, but that doesn't mean that all of our children love that. And it's for us to give space and to give them permission to have a voice in that being raised in our home really changed the entire temperature and mood of the way that we function as a family. And so allowing that early on for Isaiah permissioned him to be his own person instead of trying to make him conform to how our family functioned. And this is how it is. And this is what you're supposed to do. We didn't make him do that. We just learned who he was and gave him some space. And which is what we've done with all of our children. Mm, That is so wise. I'm receiving that message, Jackie. And I'm trying to have a posture of compassion, empathy for the fives in my life because they're dealing with holiday pressures, just like all of us. So great reminder. Thank you. So as we look at the six, I think for a six, you know, really clear expectations is going to be key for a six. You know, you typically love to gather your family together. You love to be with everybody. You love the traditions. You love the holidays. Now you might have some authority issues. You might have some parental authority issues that you are still dealing with. You might have respect. You might have lost respect over the years. So there's a lot of things at play with a six. And there's a lot of questions, you know, that kind of swirl around in the six's mind. And so there's a lot of anxiety that exists around the holidays with the six. How are things going to go? What are the expectations? This better not all fall on me. There's a lot of things like that that's happening that maybe a six doesn't say. But if they can recognize that in their own self and, and they can, again, use that idea of like, what is the target and how do I make the target happen? for our family? What are the things that matter for my family? Or if you're single, what are the things that you really care about this holiday? Maybe you want to go see the lights. 
and maybe you want a friend to go with you, then figuring out how to make that happen. Maybe you want to to have a couple people over and watch a holiday movie together. Maybe you wanted to host some, something small. Whatever that is, what is the agenda? You make the plan and you execute the plan. I think it's really important. I think margin is a huge part for a six two. You know, really think through what you want these next couple of weeks to look like. And then how do you orchestrate that? You know, how do you make those things happen? But don't wait until, you know, the 18th of December and I wanted all these things to happen and nothing's happening. Take some time, take a deep breath. What do you want these next couple of weeks to look like? How can you bring joy into your season? How can you reflect on 2020? It wasn't all bad, right? I'm sure there's some things that you can see the goodness in. So how do you do those things over these next couple of weeks? Don't wait until the last week and try to cram everything in. So you're going to look at Christmas lights, you're, you know, you're making gingerbread houses and cookies and all these things and trying to watch a Christmas movie. Slow it down and think about what does it look like to have a plan going into the season? Yes. And one note I would like to mention, I text Gentry our expectations in the morning. On Sunday, for example, I said, breakfast is at 1030. We're going to watch church at 11. And then we're going to watch the football games at 12. And then I'm going to make a big dinner for everybody. And then he's the first one dressed. He's the first one ready. He's going by that schedule. And I find that's the best way to win with him is giving that expectation and not just throwing something at him last minute because he's getting up in the morning, he's planning his entire day. So really to respect that, because again, holiday pressure, family is around. And if he knows it going in and he has a nice little time schedule, he feels really good and less anxious. That's a great idea. I love that so much. I hope you guys will take that and use that for your sixes, but really for all of us, all of us do better with the schedule, even if you think you don't as a seven, that we're going into the sevens right now. Oftentimes sevens are like, I don't want to be confined. I don't want rules. I don't want ever anything like that. But that's not true because sevens actually do like rules. They do like structure. They do like order because then the freedom to live within that box is not in a box at all, if that makes sense. You know, when you have some some rules and regulations around you, the freedom to to live within that is endless. So as a seven, you know, I think it's really important to be mindful of other people in this season. Seven spring joy and excitement. They want all of that happening. Now, if you are a seven and you feel like people are getting the way of your joy and excitement, if people are fighting or arguing, there's a lot of conflict, there's a lot of tension and chaos, you're going to get hypercritical, you're going to get frustrated, and you're going to get angry. And so that's a huge warning sign for a seven. If you find yourself getting really like, oh, angry with people, it's like, okay, what is happening right now? Oh, I thought this was going to go this way and it's not. So how can I see people's perspective and understand what's happening in the, in the situation? And how can I allow people to, to have their own space and be their own person in that without me trying to get everybody happy, everybody good, everybody, you know, you better feel joy about this. You better be excited that we're watching this Christmas movie again. You better be thankful that I bought you all those presents. <laughs> I'm just telling you what happens in my home right now. That's what's happening. But as a seven, I think it's really important to be mindful for me to listen to all my people and to hear what they're trying to say to me and to hear what they need from me. And it's not just about what I want out of the situation, but it's about the entire family and the experience and their longing. So things are different, like I said, Eve, this year. So we're not going home for the holidays. We're doing some of the family traditions in our own home. And Stephen's parents moved here for the first time. So they live by us now. And so 
We're trying to figure some of those pieces out. And so everybody had a thought and opinion on how they wanted, you know, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day to go. And they wanted to see their grandparents and they wanted to have some of their traditions that we've done as a family too. And so I took time and listened and it took about a week to really figure out exactly what we needed to happen over this holiday season so that everybody got what they wanted and everybody felt loved and heard, but that my kids really wanted some of the holiday traditions to be just us. And so instead of pushing forward and say, well, that's just too bad. Things aren't the same, you know, that they used to be. I heard them and thought, this is my family. You know, I am an adult, (laughs) which sometimes I feel like, am I really an adult? I am very much an adult. And so this is about our family and our holiday traditions and how we want our children to remember things. And so it's okay for us to put up some parameters around what this season looks like, which is difficult because I want everybody to be happy and have fun and have joy. And Steve wants everybody to be happy. And he's a bit more people pleaser than I am. (laughs) So, you know, it was difficult for us to really figure out and listen and hear and come to a conclusion of like, okay, this is the plan we're going to go with for this holiday season. Oh, I know some sevens really appreciated that and needed to hear that Jackie. And as you head into the eight, again, just some confessions, I know that when I feel pressure, it is because I want everything to go perfectly. I want everyone to be well-fed. I want so many fun activities, so much joy that I can take control and it can be overwhelming and a little bit exhausted. So I would love to hear from you how maybe I can delegate more or maybe release some of that pressure that honestly, I'm just really putting on myself. Yeah, I, you know, would love to talk about this with you, Eve. I think as an eight, you know, the desire to push into the world and to go after what you want and all the things, the seven and eight sit pretty close together in this where we both, you know, stir up intensity and especially you with an eight with a seven wing and me with a seven with an eight wing, we function a little alike in some of these ways. And so I think for you going into this holiday season or for eights with definitely with a seven wing, maybe think through the process of less is better. So it's not about all the activities. It's about two activities that really mean a lot. So maybe it is a walk and a board game, but it's not a walk, a Christmas movie, two board games, dessert, and deep conversation until one o'clock in the morning. Maybe that's a lot. That's great advice. I love that. Good. So I can be more peaceful and calm. And again, no one's putting this pressure on me. I'm really putting it on myself. So I love to just pick a few things. Less is best and everyone can be happy. Yeah. And I think that that's good advice for all of us. Less is best when it comes to planning because everybody's under a lot of stress and tension. For a lot of us that have kids, our kids are at home with us 24 hours a day. And so the thought of like, now I have to go make cookies with them. Now I have to do this. Now I have all the expectation. No, you don't have to do all those things. That's why like, what is the goal for this year? What do you want your family to reflect on this year? And then how can you do that over the next couple of weeks? So maybe it's on Saturdays, you know, one Saturday you're making gingerbread houses, one Saturday you're watching a Christmas movie, one Saturday, you know, you're going to a food bank and you're just distributing food to families that need stuff. But what can you do 
in a way that gives everybody space to breathe and be their own people too. Because even I are forces to be reckoned with. Okay. We want intensity, fun, excitement, and we, we want to see that you are enjoying it too. And if you're not, well, you're going to hear about it. So that is a part of both of our personalities. Which leads us right into the nine, the peacemakers. You know, Eve and I are like, oh, the sweet nines. We always say that. Why did I wing nine? Although the older I get, I see little bitty glimpses. But boy, I would really love to have that strong nine wing that I don't have. So I would love to learn how nines handle holiday pressure. Well, I think the important thing for the nine is to caretake yourself. I think it's really important for you to hear what your body needs in this season. So a nine is like, okay, this is what everybody wants to do. This is what the family wants to do. Or maybe you're a nine child and you're feeling the pressure. You know, your family wants you to come home, but you know, it's not safe to travel or you're afraid to bring them COVID, you know, all these different things are happening inside of you. So it's really important for a nine for you to just take some deep breath. We talk a lot about meditation on this podcast and in our book, Hearing God Speak, but we talk a lot about meditation. I think for a nine to meditate in the word of God, to really know what you need this season, I think is going to be so important. So If it's that you need to go home and see your family and it's safe for you to do that, go. If you feel like it's not safe and you're going to be so anxious the whole time you're there and it's better for you to stay back, then express that. And maybe you can FaceTime. You know, maybe there's other ways for you to engage with your family. You know, my dad and stepmom and grandmother got together in Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, it's very strict, has been very strict about COVID this whole time. But my brother had come into contact with somebody that he worked with that got COVID. And he was like, I just don't feel safe bringing it to your house, dad. Grandma, my grandmother's 92. And so just didn't feel like it was a safe place to, you know, to do. And so they set him up on FaceTime at the table and they had dinner together. So I think that there's different ways that we're going to have to do it this year. We're going to have to use technology. Technology is our friend. And it's, it really is our friend in this season. There's so many ways for us to connect with people outside of our home because of technology. So I think as a nine, be mindful of what you need. Okay. So you're a peace maker, not a peacekeeper. Okay. So the nine, I say this a lot, being a peacekeeper means that you're doing what everybody else wants you to do. And you're just going along to get along because you don't want to rock the boat. Being a peacemaker oftentimes is moving forward and saying, this is the best thing to do. This is the wisest decision for our family. And you know, this is the way that we're going to have to function this season. So it really hard decisions for everybody to make as far as like, what is right? What is wrong? What is wise? What is not? I think a couple takeaways from this. What does it look like for your family and the, the members of your family? And if you're single, what does it look like for you? What do you need this holiday season to feel the joy, to feel the peace, to take in the reason why we celebrate Christmas to begin with? It's not about the gifts. It's about the birth of Jesus Christ. And he is the ultimate gift. And so if we can remember the reason that we're celebrating this season And it can maybe help us reframe and and get back to a place of finding peace and joy in this season. I think that could be very helpful for all of us. Oh, I love that. A couple of tidbits too. I wrote down Advent. Maybe start a tradition with Advent that starts today. And I know that I bought a couple of books. So you're listening to this on Wednesday. So a couple of days into it, I've gotten several resources on that. And you can look those up as well. They're really fantastic. And then I also wrote down while you were talking, Jackie, that it's always important to reach out to your single friends, but now more than ever, because 
I'm sure it's very different for them, especially if they're not traveling. So maybe reach out, maybe do a FaceTime call, maybe drop off some food to some of your single friends too. I really loved this very much, Jackie, because I took a lot of notes and I want to try to make this holiday as peaceful and as pressure free as possible. And for me as an eight, as calm (laughs) as possible, I'm going to lower my expectations a little bit. Thank you for going through all nine numbers. I would be remiss if I didn't mention something Jackie and I are so incredibly excited about, but we are actually going to start a four-week free Enneagram devotional study that starts in January. And all you need to do to get invited to this free four-week study that's going to happen via Zoom is pre-order our book, either for you or for someone else. So you just would text Devo to 615-492-2342. Again, you can go onto our socials and get all that information. Just text Devo as soon as you pre-order the book for yourself or gift it for someone. 615-492-2342. You will be invited to this Enneagram study for four weeks starting in January. They're each going to be an hour. We are thrilled, Jackie. I cannot wait to do this. And everyone has until this is Wednesday when you're hearing this podcast, probably until Friday, December 4th to get involved in that. Yes, we are so excited about this to actually take this project that we've worked on that we are so I can't even, I just keep saying excited because that's what we are to launch this project, this Enneagram book, February 9th, but to actually have a month before that with you guys is going to be so incredible just to hear from you and to get feedback from you guys and to dig into patterns of behavior and uncovering and discovering different topics of discussion as we hear God speak in our own unique language. Yes. And a little insight secret you will get to ask Jackie a couple of questions. You will have a little area where you can type in some Enneagram questions. Nothing is more fun than just putting Jackie on the spot and asking her all about the numbers because she is great at that. And I just can't wait. So I know a lot of you will be wanting to study with us and do a devotional, but a lot of you are going to want to ask some questions to Jackie as well. So we cannot wait for that. In the meantime, have a wonderful holiday season, everyone. We have another episode. We'll wrap up next week before we end our first season. Jackie, we did it. Season one of our podcast. Do you believe it? I can't believe it. It's so it's been such a great adventure with you, Eve, always. It has been so much fun. I think we initially were just gonna do a few and just try it out, but now we love it so much. So we'll be coming back for another season in January. In the meantime, thanks for listening. We cannot wait for the next time. Talk soon. Bye, friends. Thanks for joining Jackie and Eve on Speaking of the Enneagram. If you enjoyed this time, subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. For a deeper dive into today's topic, visit Jackie's website, enneagramwithjb.com. It has incredible content and resources, including free downloads. You can also follow Jackie at Enneagram with JB and Eve at Eva News on all social platforms.